As truth students that we are, we realize our thoughts and our words create our lives. We call ourselves metaphysicians. Metaphysics means beyond the physical. It's the science that deals with things that are undetectable to our physical senses. We therefore should be aware of our thoughts and words. Each thought and each word has a life. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. We often stumble, however, because it's a difficult task to mind every word or thought. We sometimes catch ourselves and we might be able to change our thoughts or stop ourselves from saying something that might attach to our consciousness. It's important to realize our subconscious does not have a filter. It reacts reflexively. When a doctor taps your knee, you have a reflex. It doesn't think, it just does. The same with your subconscious. You have a word or a thought that hits your subconscious. It takes it as literally true. For example, you may say, I will never get the job I want. Well, subconscious might start believing in that situation. So be careful of what you say. The subconscious is incapable of discrimination. Therefore, every word and every thought has the potential to affect our consciousness. That's why it's important to be aware of what you are saying and doing. It brings me to something I found on the internet, the three laws of attraction by Tulane Medaner. She summarizes the law of attraction as, like attracts like, nature absorbs a vacuum, and the present is always perfect. Let's dive into these three statements. Like attracts like because our thoughts attract our results. It's what James Allen said in his title of his book, As a Man Thinketh. We attract what our thoughts are. If we think of an ill relative, then we probably might be sad. If we think of a happy occasion, such as a fond memory, we will be happy. But you see, we focus on the external and that becomes the internal. Instead, we should focus on the internal. Jesus gives us this insight into this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 22 to 23. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? So the eye is the vision we are looking through. Are we looking constantly through light or darkness? The eye is healthy when we are looking through the right lens, which is the lens that God is our source. Do not just look at outward appearances, seeing God as the source and having faith in what is in store. Having an expectancy of your good with your faith. This will bring you to fullness, but you are seeing things in doom and gloom and only seeing darkness in the situation, then you will not be full. The next one is nature abhors a vacuum. This was originally postulated by Aristotle. Take a field. If you plow out the field and leave it fallow, more than likely, you will see weeds and other vegetation if you do nothing. This is an example of nature abhorring a vacuum. But metaphysically, 
letting something go that you held on to will allow other thoughts and ideas and situations to come in. I remember when I was in fifth grade and the teacher was teaching this very concept. She decided she would take the day where she would not do anything. And she instructed the class to do what they thought was right. But she would just observe. At, we, at first we did what any 10 year olds would do and created chaos. But as a few hours passed, the situation became even more chaotic and we started to see if we could organize and who would step forward in leadership and lead the class. We had a vacuum, a lack of leadership and nature dictated we fill it with something and we did. What then would happen if we got rid of the belief or a thought that holds us from our good? There would be a vacuum formed and something new could arrive. Brings me to another gospel reading again in Matthew chapter six, verses 19 through 21. Do not stir up your, for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. What Jesus is saying here is your treasure is where your heart is. You have a purpose in the world. Your thoughts are things, and we can easily get distracted by things that are earthly. If you continue to do things that are not of your purpose, you hold back your flow. You need to create a vacuum so your true purpose can come in. That is why it's important to get rid of those things that do not serve. The last is present is always perfect. Now this one is a tough one for us. It seems for me anyway. There's always something in my life that I don't see as perfect. But remember, like attracts like. There was a wonderful example that I read discussing this and it's about a worker who was very dissatisfied with their job and was looking for another one. But as they continued to look, they could not find the job they would like more. The worker had a change of mindset. What if I tried to perfect the job I already have? What if I go into the job with a joyful attitude, try new things, and that is what he did. As the worker did this, they became more happy with the job and something strange happened. That same worker started getting job opportunities for jobs they truly wanted. That brings me to another Bible passage also found in Matthew chapter six, verse 24. No one can serve two masters for a slave will either hate the one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. You cannot have mixed minds and mixed thoughts. They will cancel each other out. In the above example, I want my dream job. And oh, by the way, I hate my present job. This might be true, but you're sending energy out that is canceling the very energy you want. Like attracts like. See all situations as perfect. There is something there for you to see if you really look. We cannot serve a situation that is not working for us and a situation that is working for us. If our mind is truly wanting success, but we only see gloom and doom, then what wins out? They cancel each other out. So perfect what you have and see if your perspective and life changes.
Now, how do we work with the law of attraction? First, let's start with a statement. Take out a piece of paper, and if you are unable to do it presently, go back to it later. The statement starts out with this, I am certain. Then put something that you want in the present tense. Make sure it's something for your highest good and for all concern. So an example might be, I am certain I'm eating all the nutritious foods needed to bring me to my optimal weight. I am certain all my decisions right here and right now bring great prosperity. Then take a seat and feel it in your body as it is already accomplished. How do you feel? Get as, a, as much emotion and feeling with this. Visualize it, feel it, live it. Connect with what emotions come up with you. Then after you're done, you're done. Let it go. Now the change can happen right away or it may take some time. The key is to be patient and put it on the shelf. I got this idea from seeing a YouTube video and the person on the video says this is highly effective and I believe it because we're changing our consciousness by doing this. It gives an affirmative statement as well and you're putting emotion behind it. Now also know you have to put action to it. You wanna lose weight, for example, you need to eat right. You wanna be prosperous, you might need to put your money in financial instruments. This is where your intuition comes in. It's important to listen to your inner guidance. Your inner guidance will guide your way. The next thing is similar to the first and it's related to the nature absorbs a vacuum idea I spoke of earlier. This is denials and affirmations. Use your inner guidance to what you are seeking and create a denial and affirmation. A denial clears the field and the affirmation plants the seeds. A denial creates the vacuum and the affirmation puts something in its place. Here are some examples. I deny the thought I'm powerless over my food choices. I affirm I will make the right and perfect food choices for my body to achieve my ideal weight. Another example, I deny the thought I am powerless to make the right financial decisions. I affirm I am a child of God and will know in the right and perfect time what financial decisions I need to make. Again, sit with it. Use your intuition to find the right statement. Work with the finding that right statement. And once you find the right statement, you work with it for a time and then let it go and have faith that it is already taking place. Lastly, in using the tools in the law of attraction is use meditation. This past Sunday, I created a meditation that I believe would be highly effective. Go into meditation and visualize a magnet and see that magnet attracting the thing you want. Make the visualization as vivid as possible. For example, if you want prosperity, what symbol would symbolize prosperity? Maybe it's large bills. Visualize this magnet attracting those large bills and seeing the magnet attract to those bills. Then see yourself taking those bills off the magnet and then thanking the universe and blessing it that it was attracted to you. Use your imagination. What are the things you want to attract in your life? See it going onto the magnet. Take it off the magnet and thank it and bless it. So to recap, remember the law of attraction like 
attracts like, nature abhors a vacuum, and the present is always perfect. We as metaphysicians know our thoughts create our lives, and remembering these three statements, we can work with the law of attraction. We can work with the law of attraction by using the I am certain statements, affirmations and denials, and meditation. And so it is. Amen.